Today, we are starting the fifth part of our Increase Your Net Worth series. Today, we're going to be discussing how you can finally, truly become debt-free. You're like, wait, what? I thought I was debt-free already. Remember that debt is money you owe. So in our journey, there was one debt that we did not tackle in step one of this series. So today, we're going to talk about just that. I want to debunk some myths that swirl around out there about this topic and then give you some actionable steps. That way you can start to implement this today. If you'll put these into place, your net worth will thank you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, Financial Mirror, where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on The Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit, to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, those five-star reviews are super helpful in getting this information out to more listeners. And on Apple, those written comments really help grow the community and just give other people the confidence to come to the financial mirror and learn more about how to improve their personal finances. I want to start off with this because, you know, I've, I've talked about this in part one and part two, but uh, this past weekend, we did another half marathon. Uh, If you've kept up with me throughout this whole entire Increase Your Net Worth series, this is the third half marathon that I've done during this series. So we were on part five and we have just done another one. That was, I think that was, uh, yeah, that would be three half marathons in one month. So uh, that was a uh, not a a goal, but it just they all the half marathons that I signed up for just happened to be at the exact same time it seemed. Um, but I do have some more coming up. This is just the beginning, and I must say that I felt my best. I I had been dealing with some some pain in my knee, my specifically left knee, and as you can see in this picture, as I'm planning on that left knee, it just felt so great. Uh, to be crossing the finish line without pain. But uh, this is, I did this half marathon last year as well. And I injured myself on like the eight-ish mile and absolutely miserable. Took me weeks to to recover from of, of just like, you'd get to like running about, I'd be about a mile or two into a run and they would just be like, someone's just, you know, stabbing you in the in the knee. So it was good to finish it. It was good to finish it and feel good. Um, and you know, I, I, now that I did that yesterday, so, uh, feeling good today. And I think that's a blessing. So, uh, not, I don't have any more half marathons coming up in the foreseeable future. Uh, I might do one in July. We'll see, but nothing as of right now, but I do, I did want to highlight just another, another accomplishment on the half marathon trail. So, uh, maybe I should do these more often. I haven't really done this many in one year yet. 
but as I was standing there waiting for the start line, there was this there was this girl that was there. She said that she was trying to do um, a hundred marathons in in the year or something like that, and 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 I was like, holy smokes! And she was trying to do fifty you know, all 50 states twice, right? I'll go through all 50 and all 50 again. And I was like, oh my goodness, uh, I'm not on that level. So anyways, uh, today is step five of an eight-part series. And each part that I've gone through so far, I've really tried to highlight actionable steps that you can do to increase your net worth. Uh, before we jump into step five, this is sort of how I've started every single episode. But I want to ensure that I address this. What is net worth, right? Like if you're catching this just now, I've I've consistently went over this because I want everyone to have an understanding of what net, net worth is. But easiest said, your total assets minus your total liabilities. For example, if you had cash or investments or brokerage accounts or uh, savings accounts or cash in a box in, under your bed, all of these things are assets. On the other end of that, minus, there's a minus sign, and to the right of that is all of your liabilities. So it's everything that you have or that that you're currently in debt to, right? It could be um, your credit cards, it could be your your personal loans, it could be your auto loans, it could be um, your you know money that you owe to a family member. It could be anything, like student loans. Um, and today I'm going to add one. I've, I haven't done this like on any of the other ones. I haven't done this, but today we're adding your mortgage, right? Your mortgage loan. Um, that's, that's, that is a debt, right? And we, we talk a lot about how, you know, an, that your home is an asset and a liability, right? It is, it is because real estate is on that left side. How much your house is worth is an asset but how much you owe on it is a liability and not a single episode that I've covered during this series have I talked about your mortgage as being a debt, right? We've only looked at it as an asset. So today I'm, I'm going to switch that up because um, I want you to start to think about this uh, from this mindset and that takes us into this episode because what we want to do is we want to increase the asset column as much as possible while decreasing the the uh, liability column all the way till it hits zero. That is the goal. That's the goal. Because then every single dollar that you earn through your job or through investments or through anything automatically ticks that left side up. And when there's nothing to subtract from it, that is your net worth, right? We want to eliminate all debt. And that's what we're going to cover today is how to actually begin to eliminate all debt, not just consumer debt, right? But your mortgage, your mortgage loan, right? Like we want to get rid of that. We want that gone. Um, and that's what I'm going to cover today because this is the one thing that you will constantly hear people talk about, but not really put much emphasis on. We don't really ever talk about, well, you need to pay off your home, right? Because that's, there's so many things out there around that. Um, for most people, the home is the, the largest purchase that they ever make. So to even conceptually think about paying off your house is just mind boggling. You're like, how do I, how do I pay out? This is, this isn't a $20,000 car. Like people like flip out about a $20,000 car. This is a $200,000, $400,000 home that, that we're trying to pay off. Um, 
So I want to give you some I want to give you some strategies. I want to give you some actionable steps that you can do to to try to do that. So that's what we're covering today. That's what's going to be part five is we're going to discuss paying off your home early. So let's jump into that. So when you should you start that? That's where I want to start. We've gone through all of um, the the steps in this increase your net worth series, and we've talked about a few things. Uh, and as you know, you know I'm I'm a, a Dave Ramsey coach by trade, um, but so I, I do follow I do follow baby steps and all the coaching conversations that I have with with clients. But what I what I am focused on today is that baby step six, paying off your home early. Okay, that's where we're at. And I put a big yellow box around four, five, and six because technically you can be you can do four, five, and six all at the same time, um, and that's kind of the 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 mantra behind that. That's where the big box comes in. But today we're specifically talking about baby step six. So when you ask yourself when should you start this, well, you should be done with baby steps one, two, and three to start six. And I know that sounds funny because well, what about four and five? Well, four, five, and six you can all do together. Uh, we've talked about four in uh, a previous part of this series where you should be investing 15% into your um, into to retirement accounts. So, and, and I'm, I'm not really focusing on five um, for this series. I've done many episodes on baby step five, but baby step six is paying off your home early. So as soon as you have your, all of your, your, you know, all of your debt except for your mortgage is paid off. Your baby step two, baby step three, you've got three to six months of expenses in a savings account. Um, now is where we transition into you should be investing 15% to your retirement accounts and at the same time putting every single dollar that you can extra into your home to pay it off early. Okay. That's what we want to do right here. That's what the goal is. So um, that's the the win. The win is after the three to six months of expenses are in your savings account. Once you have that, you are good to start this step. Okay. So there's your win. Now, because I need to, before I lose you as a listener, I need to go ahead and debunk the myths. So <laughs> Because you're probably in your head thinking about there's two myths specifically I want to highlight, um, and both of these are very common. They're very very common. I hear them from everyone. I hear them all the time. But we've got to we've got to get move past these, okay? And if we can move past these, we will be well positioned to begin to increase our net worth drastically, okay? So. Here's the first myth. The first myth is investing is better. Investing the money is better than paying off your mortgage. Because why? Like why, why do people say that? Well, people say that because investing will return a higher rate. There's a higher rate of return on your investment when you take that money and put it in the market versus the interest rate that's on your mortgage that is costing you, right? So Many mortgages nowadays average, uh, you know, during COVID we were, I think that we got down like two, two, seven, five or something percent. Uh, so let's just say 3% to 7%. That's a pretty good ballpark of where most mortgages nowadays line up because if you didn't line up in that point, 
uh, you've probably refinanced. So three to seven, most mortgages out there are probably three to 7% interest. And you are correct. You have heard me say it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I haven't said it. You are correct that the, the market averages an 8% return in, you know, on average, right? The market averages an 8% return. So if theoretically most mortgages average lower than the market, theoretically, you could say the investment could make more. Theoretically, that is true. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bashing that. I'm not saying that you're your faults. Um, but there's a little bit of nuances that have to happen with that. Okay. So first off, let's look at last the uh, the the last year, right? Um, and I'm specifically talking like 2022, not like year to date. Year to date is not terrible, but 2022, we saw like a 21, 20% loss in the market. Okay. So not only did your three to seven percent interest cost you, the market cost you. And if it only averages 8% a year, let's just say it averages 8% this year, it would take you two years um, to get you back to 16%, right? Uh, and then three years from now, you would become slightly more, it would be, it would have been a better, better choice or better investment. So what do I mean by this? Like, like, why does this all matter? Well, first off, there is, you don't pay taxes on your mortgage, right? You pay, you pay interest. The interest does create a tax deduction. I'll get to that one in a second, but when you pull that money out of that investment account, you're going to pay taxes on that, uh, you know, standard taxes on that income that you made. And then you're going to have to try to use that to pay down your mortgage. A lot of people will say that they'll say, Oh, I'm just going to put into an investment. I'm going to let it grow. And then I'm going to take it out. And I'm going to put it to my mortgage. That is true. It was a great idea. Um, and theoretically that's an okay idea, but I would tell you that, uh, just paying money toward the mortgage will save you a ton in the long run. Like, like dollar for dollar, I'm not going to say that you're wrong if you do the investment route and then you take the money out and, and pay it toward the mortgage. I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, I, I just think you're, you're playing a lot with chance. You're, you're spending too much time in chance. So while this is not a myth, this is kind of a fact and a myth. Like there is some fact, factual data in there. Uh, I think you're playing a lot with chance. And if you could just throw the money toward the mortgage, get that thing paid down faster, throw extra money toward principal, you'll be better in the long run. Now, the next one is a complete myth. Uh, complete myth. Tax deduction, the tax, the tax deduction that you get for having a mortgage is worth keeping the mortgage. Total myth. This one's a total myth and it's probably more common than the investment one. Most people are not even comfortable enough investing. So to even think about Combining those two things, not so common. This one I hear and people believe it. So it's my favorite. Yes. The answer is yes. If you give up your mortgage, like you pay it off, uh, you your tax bill does go up. You do get a tax deduction for the mortgage interest that you that you pay. That is true. Now, here's the catch. The catch is. This does not have a dollar for dollar relationship. Okay. So like you pay a hundred dollars in interest. That doesn't mean that your tax bill drops a hundred dollars. 
okay? So what I'm saying here is the amount that you pay in interest is, is more than how much you save in taxes. Make sense? So you're going to pay 100 in interest, and let's say you just you save 70 in taxes. So in the long run, you pay $30 in interest. Make sense? It does not, it's not like dollar for dollar. So there is no happy median of where it's worth it to keep your mortgage for tax purposes. And you hear that a lot. Don't get rid of the mortgage. It saves you on your taxes. No, it really doesn't. It it saves you some on taxes, but it you still come out paying more than if you had just gotten rid of the mortgage, right? So in that example, if you paid 100 in interest, you got 70 as a tax deduction, you would have paid $30 that year in interest. And these are not real numbers. I'm just doing it for easy math. So after two years, you would have paid $60 in interest. After three years, you would have paid $90 in interest. You see what I'm saying? You're continuing to pay more in taxes than if you would have just gotten rid of the mortgage. So that's a big myth. And it's one that I, and I, I just want you to, to get past that one. Okay. Tell your friends, tell your family, listen to Financial Mirror, get past that one. That's, it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing and you, you don't need to get caught up in it. Now, uh, like like Dave Ramsey says, if you get rid of the mortgage and you want and you just loved your mortgage so much, you can always get another one. Like there's there's tons of mortgages out there. Just go get you another one if you loved it that much. Just don't think you're going to fall into that boat. But so now let's talk about how to get rid of this mortgage, right? What are some methods to pay off the mortgage? The first thing that you need to do is you need to get this added to your budget. You need it built in and embedded in your budget to say I'm paying off my house early and there's a line item in there. There's something like you've, you've got that extra payment, that extra bit going toward that mortgage that you can see. It needs to be in there. You don't need to try to wait till the end of the month and say, yeah, well, I'll just put whatever I have left over. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you will spend it. You will spend it every single time. There will never be anything left over. Let's clear the air on that. There is never money left over. <laughs> if you don't tell it to go there, it's not going to go there. So you got to use that budget to tell that money to go over and pay off that house early. That's how you get there. So that's the first thing is you need to build this into your budget. Now, what can you actually do? So it's in the budget or what goes in the budget? I guess like, I guess that's a better way of asking. It's like, what goes in the budget, right? Like, what are the strategies that are out there to help me with this? So the first way I want to show you is you can use biweekly payments. Biweekly payments, uh, some mortgage providers allow this. Uh, for others, you may have to do these as manual payments. The one thing that I caution you on, if you do the manual way, is to, you need to make, you probably gonna have to jump a month and pay a little extra or, or set this up with your mortgage provider. You just need to figure out how to set your payments up to be able to do this if they don't set up bi-weekly payments. But most will set up a bi-weekly payment. Um, just look into it. Some mortgage companies will charge you for this. So do not pay extra money to, for this. Just It's not worth it for that. Okay. So if it costs you to do this, don't do it. It's just an option. Check into your mortgage provider. And it's bi-weekly payments. But what it does is... Instead of paying 12 monthly payments, you pay uh, like an every other week payment and it comes out to 26 payments, right? 26 payments. 
So you've practically, in essence, paid an extra month towards your mortgage that year. It's almost like getting a 13th month of payment. Pretty simple strategy. Um, but you can see here in this example, drop the time to pay off loan by almost four years, right? Just by doing that. Like it's, it's literally, you are paying extra, right? Like I'm not saying like, oh, you get a free month, not pay by 12, get one free. <laughs> like you're still paying that 13th month, but how you're setting it up and how you're strategizing it, um, it, it comes out to be where you get that extra one. So you're paying 840 in this example, the mortgage payments, uh, 1686. Instead, you're paying 843, you know, half of it. You're just paying it every, every other week. Um, but you drop, uh, just, just over 25, uh, just over 30,000, you know, dollars in interest that you saved by doing that. And you were able to drop almost four years off your mortgage time. So that's one, one easy way. Second easy way is if you're having trouble finding extra money, a second easy way is to cut one thing out of your life. One thing that could be buying lunch at work. So if you buy lunch at work every day, cut that out and use that money to go towards the mortgage. If you drink or you smoke, maybe this is a great opportunity to, to cut those out of your life. Those can be quite costly. So if you cut those out, use that money to pay off your mortgage faster and you're healthier. Subscriptions, huge, huge costs that I'm seeing on a lot of my clients' budgets are subscriptions. So if you cut your subscriptions down to maybe one subscription, one movie and one music, let's go with that. That's a good start. One, one TV, one music. There's your entertainment. Cut all the way down to that and all those extra ones may add up to be like 50 or $60. Put that towards your mortgage. Um, more to come on that in a second. I'll show you how that little bit can make a big difference. But just cut one thing. Maybe it's morning coffee. You go out for coffee every single morning. Cut that out of your life. Use that money to go towards your... your. Because, I mean, think about that. If you spend almost $10 a morning, let's just say 5 $5 a morning on coffee, right? In a single morning, you spend $5. And you do that 10 days out of the month. There's 50 bucks right there. Put that 50, cut that out of your life. Put that 50 towards your mortgage, right? It's totally worth it. I'll show you one in a second. But anything you choose, a second great way to do it. So you got biweekly payments is the first way. The second way is to cut one thing out of your life. I'm not saying cut everything. I'm saying cut one thing. Pick it. Pick one thing. Figure out how much you're spending on that one thing. Cut it out and put that much towards your mortgage, right? Up front, built into the budget. Remember, all of this is built into the budget. The biweekly payments are built into the budget. Cutting this thing out of your life is built into the budget. All of these things are built into the budget. Uh, but that's another great way. But that, that even just like $50 can save you tons and tons of money on interest alone, right? Not even talking about bringing down how many years you have to pay off your debt or off your uh, home. Finally, the easiest is to act like you refinanced without actually refinancing. So I pulled this mortgage payoff calculator together, and I just want to show you an example of what some of these like small little amounts uh, can actually do. So for this example right here, let's say you had a $300,000 loan. That's the example that I'm using here. Uh, with this $300,000 loan, this is a 30-year mortgage. Uh, so let's just say that you bought this January the 1st. 2022 or 2023, like five months ago, 
Um, we're going with December 2052 is a 30-year that it would be paid off. This $300,000 loan is going to cost you three hundred or six hundred and forty seven thousand dollars that's three hundred thousand for the home and three hundred and forty seven thousand dollars in interest that's right you're going to spend more in interest than you spend on this home got it i think i did a six percent interest rate on this don't quote me i don't remember exactly what the interest rate was that i did but i'm pretty sure it was six percent which is about what you're going to get right now um here in here in may of 2023 so let's see like what just a little bit can do. So if you, this is by far the most effective and easiest to do. All it is is adding additional principal payments to your, your every month payment. So you can still pay every month, just add a little additional. So this first example, or the first, the first little number I threw out there was a hundred dollars. Can you come up with a hundred dollars in a month to, to throw towards your mortgage? See what this did to it. Now, you would have saved just by putting $100 per month on top of your normal mortgage payment. So if your normal mortgage payment's $1,000, this would make it, you would pay $1,100, right? I'm just throwing that out there. It's just numbers. Just $100 a month would have saved you $51,000 off of the interest of this $300,000 loan. In addition, it would have saved you three years and 10 months off of your payments. So now instead of finishing your loan in December of 2052, you're finishing it in February of 2049, 13% faster. Okay. Big deal, right? hundred bucks. That's all this was, was hundred bucks, not three years off your mortgage, not $51,000 off of your interest. Crazy, right? hundred bucks, $51,000 off of your interest. Let's go one level up. Let's say, you know what? I, I think I can do more than that. Let's do it. $300. $300 every month. So if your mortgage payment's $1,000. Instead, you're going to pay $1,300. $1,000 is no, your normal payment. You're going to put in that little additional principal payment. You're going to put $300. It's going to save you $116,000 in interest. $116,000 in interest. Also, in addition to that, it's going to knock you down eight years and 10 months off of your mortgage. So instead of finishing in December of 2052, you're going to finish in February of 2044. Eight years and 10 months off of your mortgage, right? And this is saying that for the next, let's just call it 20 years, you are actually not getting any pay raises. Like right now, 300, let's just go back to 100. Right now, 100 might be all you can do. But five years from now, after you get that net, those few raises, maybe you can bump that up to 200 or 300. And then after a few more years, you're going to get another raise and you're going to bump that up to, you know, 500 or 600. Maybe you get another raise and you bump it up to 1,000. Now your house is paid off, right? Like it's it's just those little acts, that that intentional, deliberate acts of trying to pay off your house where like you create this as a goal that you can do it. Okay. Super easy. Now, why is it worth it? If you remember, or if you just saw on that last page, um, here's one example of a $250,000 loan. Um, house is worth 250,000. This one at a 4% interest, which is not what you're getting right now, uh, would have cost you 157,000. My last example was much better. 
where you were definitely paying more in interest than on the home. But if you recall, and you're signing your mortgage papers, you probably remember seeing like, wow, I'm about to pay as much in interest as this house is worth, right? It's mind-blowing, right? It's mind-blowing. For someone buying a $500,000 house, they're going to see on that paper, they're going to see they're going to spend a million dollars on that home. Crazy, right? That's crazy. So if you can get that down, if you can pay less of that interest and just pay more towards your home, it is totally, totally better in the long run. Interest is money down the drain. You heard my tax bill thing. You heard the tax deduction thing. Interest payments are money down the drain. I do not care what people say about taxes. It's not true. It's totally not true. It's not dollar for dollar. It does not matter. But it's all money down the drain. So I'm saying all this to say, getting rid of that house payment, getting rid of that mortgage is the best thing that you can do. Once you're done with all of your other debts, once you have that fully funded emergency fund, you are investing 15% toward retirement and you are putting everything you got towards that house to get rid of it as fast as possible. Dave Ramsey did a study on millionaires and he found during that, during that study, I think he did it back in like 2018, number one thing that they were doing uh, or, or one of the top three things they were doing, I don't know if it was the number one, but one of the top three things they were doing when they avoided debt like the plague, right? In addition, that included their mortgage. They avoided debt. They avoided that mortgage. They got rid of it as fast as possible. And and Dave Ramsey's over time seen people that followed these steps can get their house, their home paid off in seven years after they begin that step, right? After they begin that process, they can get it paid off in seven years. So I want you to think about that. As I, as I wrap this up, I want you to think about that. Think about like where you're at right now. I don't know how old you are. I don't know how many years you have left on your mortgage. I don't know, but I'm just going to stick to seven years as an example. And I want you to visually think about what, where are you in seven years? Like, what do, what do you look like in seven years? Right? Like, how old are you? What is you, what do you think your career looks like? What do you think your job, your, your, your potential in your job looks like? Maybe you have a promotion. Maybe you, you know, you've moved on to another career path. Like, I don't know. What do you look like in seven years? Maybe you have a, a new child. Maybe you have two new kids. Maybe you have four new kids. I don't know. Maybe you're not married and then you are married. Like, like what does it look like for you in seven years? And what if you could think about that and you, and you, then you take the house payment away, that job payment, those kids, the marriage, the, all of those things, remove that, you know, 30% of your income right now is probably going towards a house in some capacity, right? So take that 30% and give it back to your kids, give it back to your marriage, give it back to all of these things. That is your money. And if you can get rid of that in seven years, why not start now? Like the actions you take today is what's going to create the results you want tomorrow, right? But you got to take the action today. So it would be totally awesome if you could get rid of that seven years from now, you're, you're raising a family and a house is paid for you're, you're, you know, retiring in a house is paid for if you're at a retirement age, totally awesome, right? Totally awesome. Paying off your house is not something you just do. It is the next step to you increase your net worth. It is the next step. And as I've talked about through all of this, it's all mental management. Whether you can do something or not is in your head. So tell yourself you'll never pay off your house and you never will. Tell yourself you will in seven years and you absolutely will. You'll figure out a way. 
here's the thing. You've got to start making these pieces fall into place. If you've made it out of debt and you're now investing that 15% to retirement, your finances are in a great position. Now you've got to got to take that next step. You've got to take that next step. And that's paying off that house. Here is where you can quickly grow your net worth because you're going to pay off that last piece of debt you have, your home. That home mortgage is the last debt you have. Your home is going to go up in value, hopefully through appreciation. And your mortgage is going to go down so much faster than you ever thought was possible because of those deliberate extra payments that you're making. You can do it. I know you can. You've just got to build the plan and stick to it. Now, if you're, go- if you're looking at all this and you're like, I, I want to do it. I just don't know how. It's totally fine. Head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. I would be so happy to help you take these steps, put this plan together so you can understand where is the, how much can I afford to put extra toward my house? How much, how much faster would that make it? Right? Because those are motivating factors. Those are truly motivating factors. So head over to the financial mirror.org, hit book now, schedule a free consultation with me. Uh, it'll take 15 minutes out of your life, but we'll see if a financial coach is right for you. And if it is, We'll pick the plan that's going to work for you to get you to where you want to be, and we'll start. We'll get started immediately, right? Uh, we'll get all the all the pieces together, and we'll get you started on the path that you need to be successful financially. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop. Pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. I truly appreciate the continued support, and I really hope this series is helping you out. And increasing your net worth. Maybe you took away something, but if there's anything that you could take away from this episode is to remember this, that having a mortgage, having a mortgage is still a piece of debt. And the number one way that we will become wealthy is to be debt free. That's the number one way that we'll become wealthy. So if there's one thing that you can take away is we've got to get rid of the home. It is your biggest asset and your biggest liability. So till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.